Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sitting down with us here on the home of the Cowboys in the A number one air hot seat. He's one of my favorite guests. He blew up the fan text with his last appearance on Sean and RJ. Former NFL GM, football done right is the book, Michael Lombardi. What's up, man? Uh, it's good to see you guys. Good to be here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I don't Thank even know where to me. start with you. I guess I'll start with you trending all day long yesterday. What was trending? You were trending. Why? No, oh, no. Because of your 20-minute appearance in Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that a 20-minute back-and-forth on Belichick I was reading on the Internet? Uh, it was. I kind of got, um, you know, it was, It was. I had no problem doing it, you know. But it was, uh, I was, you know, I got, I'm doing a book, I'm doing my book promotion too. So I kind of walked into it. I had no idea what it was going to be. And then all of a sudden it came into Belichick's a horrible coach and somebody had to stand up and defend him. So <laughs> I had no problem with it. What's you know? their premise? Their premise is he can't win without Brady. You know, that's their premise, and, and that he's a horrible coach without Brady, and that it's just he can't draft, he can't do anything. So, you know, but they're, they're not, you know, what I tried to do is try to be as polite as I could <laughs> and try to set the record straight, you know. And, and, look, they had a bad year. They weren't a bad team. They had a bad year. The quarterback didn't play well. But, you know, the, the Michael Fegler or whatever his name is, he kept saying, well, you got to look at the scoreboard. You know, and so that's just a lazy narrative. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was good. They didn't promote my book, though, but it was good. <laughs> did, did he – did you think he not got Atlanta because of, like – was it just Rich McKay just wanted to keep his job? Well, Rich McKay's been the conciliary since 2003. Okay, so, you know, you're never getting Rich out of there. And Rich likes – what he does now they put out the release that said well rich isn't going to be involved if you've been the consulary since 03 you know tom hagan was still involved even though they moved him away right <laughs> so like don't tell me you know you can put him in another building he's on the phone with arthur and so um you know and then terry Fontenot. what they once i think the thing started arthur really wanted to hire bill i think it, it made sense to arthur like i've been I, I wanted to hire parcells i wanted to hire gibbs i got a chance to hire belichick i want to do it and the longer it went, the more they were convincing him that it would be too hard. For example, they have no workout bonuses in their contracts. So that means no player in the offseason comes in and gets a bonus. That's what they've done. So for Belichick, that would be like, no, I, I want players to be here to work out. Well, that means they have to change. And all of a sudden, that change becomes, oh, my God, we can't do this. And then they just decided that, like Jerry at 83 years old, Arthur Blank just doesn't want to change. At some point, you say – I'll just roll with it. They've won 21 games in the last three years. Good luck rolling with it. I mean, this is the same front office that put out the press release that said we're not interested in, in Lamar Jackson. Mm. You know, I mean, so when you do that, are you really committed to winning? So they chose Fontenot and McKay over Belichick. It has nothing to do with Raheem. Raheem was always McKay's number one choice, so we'll put that out there. He was always his number one choice, and he got the job. So how does that – how do you justify – 
the other teams in the league with all these openings not talking to or hiring the greatest coach of all time? Well, they're, they're, it's what I call guard your desk. They're scared to leave the – you know, they don't want to give up their, their turf, right? Like, let's take Tennessee. Tennessee decided to get rid of Mike Vrabel because he was too, too demanding. Too buff. Too buff. I don't even buy that. I mean, how is that even possible, right? right? So, you know, they they gave up him for they wanted to do, uh, you know, they wanted to run with Rand Carthon. They felt like Rand can run the team. Washington, they're committed to Adam Peters running the team. They only gave Quinn a four-year contract now. So it wasn't like, and and everybody else that's gone into places are getting six years. In Carolina, I think David Tepper probably was intimidated. Look, there's only – at the end of the day, it's what Bill Walsh said to me years ago. We're only competing against eight teams. So don't think everybody's trying to win now. Like We as fans think that, right? We think that they're all trying to win. But at the end of the day, they're really not. Is there a – do you think there's a little bit of a, a silver lining for, for Belichick in that it looks as though – we've talked about this on the show a little bit – like potentially there could be some better jobs that are opening up in a year. Like, I mean, Philadelphia is going to be in a position of review. Dallas is there. People keep talking about, oh, could Pittsburgh, you know, could Tomlin or McVay or Andy Reid, could these people retire? Do you think there's a little bit of a benefit in maybe sitting out a year anyway, just kind of taking a look at what the landscape will look like next year? I think it's always good to be patient, right? I think that's these jobs that were – every job is predicated on the owner. That's really the job. And for somebody like Rabel, somebody like Belichick, the owner has to buy into what they want to do as the program. If the owner is like – say Josh Harris from Washington, who really, who runs the 76ers too, who believes in load management, who believes in analytics, who believes in going to Dairy Queen after every win, (laughs) that's probably not the right spot for him. Michael Lombardi sitting down with us here on Sean and RJ. Football Done Right is the book. We will promote it. He's sitting (laughs) in the A number one air hot seat. So the news came out from Josina Anderson that the Cowboys interviewed Rex Ryan. Yes, You did know that. Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, Help us replace Dan Quinn. We wanted Mike Zimmer. Choppy wants brand new ideas, youth. And now you throw Rex Ryan into it, Ron Rivera as well. Well, I think it's an interesting thing. I, I, I'm, I was under the impression they were going to interview Don Martindale, too, from the, Dallas, from the New York football giants, which they should. I think they've been on the phone with Sexton, his agent, and talking about bringing him in. Whether they do or not, I don't know. I think he's one of the best candidates out there because if you watch what he's done with a giant defense that isn't very talented, that's who I would hire. I think, I think Rex is at a point where, you know, he's interviewed for a few jobs now. The defensive coordinator money is getting higher than when he was a head coach money, and I'm sure it's paying a lot more than ESPN, so there's an interest there. Rivera has other years on his contract. So if Jerry decides to hire Rivera, he can do his contract. Washington will pay the bulk of it and kind of time him up with Mike, whereas if he brings in a new coach, he doesn't have to fire a, co- fire a whole defensive staff. So I think there's a lot of elements in play here. Uh, you know, because of the uncertainty of where they're going to be next year. You know, um, I, Rivera has been very dogmatic in approach and trying to get a, head, a, a defense coordinator job, even though this he really hasn't coached defense in a long time. And so that would be an interesting hire if they went that way. Uh, Zimmer, I think Zimmer would be somebody that could really do a wonderful job for Mike. It would be two strong personalities in the room. They're going to have to handle that. I'm sure Zimmer's going to want to bring some of his guys with him that have worked with him before. Whether that could happen or not, I don't know. Uh, but there are a lot of good candidates between Martindale and Zimmer. They're two good candidates to me. I don't know about Rex as much because when you're out of the game as much as Rex are, is, yeah. this is the challenge you get into. If you don't work on the draft, if you don't work on the draft, like really work on the mm-hmm. draft, you lose three years of the NFL because you lose all those players. 
And so I think that's going to be a hard, that would be a hard thing. He could come in and all his blitz package stuff. Martindale's already had it and taken it to another yeah. level. When you are hiring a coach, a positional coach, are you looking at scheme fit of the players you have, or are you just worried about let's just hire the best coach possible and make it work? I'm, what I'm looking for is somebody who could come in and make the players better, somebody who's going to be a, a difference maker in terms of how hard is it to prepare against them. Like Spagnola, right? Spagnola wasn't a great head coach, but he was a very good, he's a very good defense coordinator. And when you go play Spagnola, you just can't get ready to play Steve in a week because he's got so many blitzes, he's got so many ways he wants to attack you. You got to understand it. If you're getting ready to play, worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Dan Quinn scheme or the Pete Carroll scheme, you kind of know that's pretty much you can get ready for that in a week. It's not that hard because they play certain things. They have tendencies. You can. To me, I want somebody who one-third of the time he's playing man, one-third of the time he's playing zone, one-third of the time he's playing man zones. So, therefore, you don't really have a a thing. Defensive coordinators are like baseball pitchers. If they just have a fastball and want to play man all the time, they're going to get beat. If they just have a curveball, and off-speed pitch, and play zone like Gus Bradley does in Indianapolis, they're going to get beat. But if they have all three elements and they can change those elements predicated on the game, they become more effective. There's been a, a question recently. It seems like a lot of the fan base, what they want, it became a narrative that Dan Quinn cannot handle the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay offensive scheme, that that's the biggest thing that we need. We need somebody to counteract that. Is there a danger in – trying to, to hire this position based on the idea of like, hey, we just got to we gotta get somebody for this one scheme and this yeah. one approach. I, I always love when people say that. Then if you follow up with the question is, okay, like how would you stop the scheme? They don't really have any idea on that, right? <laughs> they, just, they just want somebody – they just want to beat – what they really are telling you, they want to beat San Francisco. Yeah. And yeah. they want to beat the – that's really what they're telling you. They, they have no idea about the X's and O's of it. Look, I, I think to me it, a lot of that comes into how you attack their personnel – how you set it up. I mean, for, let's go to the Super Bowl when they played the Rams, the Patriots. Belichick lined up in a 6-1 defense, which really caught McVay off guard. So he played a, a, an old-school, high-school defense, basically, where the edges were set on both sides. That's the kind of thing that gives them trouble when they can't run the outside zone and, and then they can't work their play action. All those teams, Saint, the San Francisco, the Rams, they really don't have a drop-back pass game. 
they have all their passes are off of play action. And so when they get behind, that's why Kyle, it's been remarkable. You know, before they won against Green Bay, they were 0-38 in the fourth quarter, trailing by seven or more points. I mean, they just can't – why can't they come from behind? Because they don't have a pure drop-back pass game. So, to me, I, I want somebody that could – that understands how to attack them, not necessarily understands the scheme. Michael Lombardi here on The Fan. I asked this to Dimitrov the other day. And when I listen to your podcasts, you really break down X's and O's, you know, 6-1 and this and that and fire zones. Do, do all NFL GMs have the X's and O's knowledge that you do? Should they? How many are just typing up on a calculator? <laughs> I, want you, I want your take well, on that. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I was trained. I was in a car with Bill Walsh, and well, he hated scouts. And so it's 1984. Oh, like you, Choppy. It's 1984. <laughs> totally dismissing Brian value. It's 1984, and, he, and, he, and, and I'm just driving him around. There's no satellite radio. There's no cell phones, right? So it's just me and him in a car, and I'm deaf in my right ear, completely deaf in my right ear. And so I'm driving, and i got to turn my head to hear what he's saying. So we got into conversations, and after a while, he, he told me, look, you got to understand players and plays. He said the problem with most scouts are all they see are the player. They don't see how the player fits to the play. So if you don't understand players and plays, you're going to fall behind. And so you got to study it as if you were coaching. And so that sent me down a path. And then I worked for Al Davis, who was completely down that path. So, and then what, what the problem is, because of when you start talking about plays, the coaches feel like you're questioning what they're doing. So it's a little bit of a thin line you got to walk on, right? But to me, if you don't have the knowledge of the game overall from the scheme, you can't scout. Like, you can't scout. If you can't sit there and say, Kyle Shanahan wants guards that do this, yeah. you're not a good scout. Right, and you got to be able to figure that out. But most scouts scout outside in, not inside out. Right? What does that mean? That means they scout. This guy's a good player. This guy's a really good player. He may not fit for what we do, but he's a really good player. But they could care less about. They just want to be able to go back and say, "I gave him a make it great, and he made it." I'm more interested in building a team that fits what the personality of the coach is. And for me. I want to have a head coach that sets the personality offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game so that when a coach leaves, you don't have to replace them with a new scheme like what they have to do in Dallas, right? Like I want somebody who's going to come in and run and build a cowboy scheme. Right, but you can't have that in Dallas because that's not how they're set up. It is like when you're looking at it, you have two players, right, and they're kind of even, but – you view one position as far more important. Is that the is that the breaking point where like that positional value helps? Well, like let me like let's take baseball. If you play third base for the Mets and you get traded to the Yankees in the afternoon and you play the night game at the Yankees, you can go play third base for the Yankees. Like there's no real right. scheme fit. But you can't play guard for Kyle and then go play guard for Belichick. You can't – like, they're two different schemes, right? Some teams want to run the outside zone, which is more about getting on the second level, which is trying to use your athleticism. And some teams want to run more of a power-type scheme where their guards peep the pocket. If you got Brady, you got to keep the pocket tight inside. So it's more about how it fits to what we're trying to do. And if you understand it, like, if you understand Kyle Shanahan wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field, right, you need inside receivers yards after the catch. You're not worried about whether a guy runs 4-7, four, 4-5-5 four, five, five, or 4-3-2, right? You want somebody who can catch inside. So a lot of it is about how you – so then you set up your grading system so that you define every position that you want. This is what we're looking for in this player. This is what we're looking for in that player. So now the scouts have a roadmap, right? And, and I think that's the hard part. But a lot of teams, 
they just scout. They just said, that guy's a first rounder, that guy's a third rounder, and I don't even know what it means. Yeah, they don't manipulate the board. We're talking with Michael Lombardi here on 105 Through the Fed. You know, we, we had discussed this earlier in the year that stolen bases in baseball had started making a comeback a little bit. And people were like, oh, look, this is an old-school approach that's making its way back. The mid-range game in the NBA has started making a little bit of a comeback. Is there anything in the NFL that you spot right now as a trend that you think, like, hey, this is going to be a little cyclical. This is going to kind of come back to an old-school line of thinking? Uh, that's a great question. I, I really think if you don't zig while everybody else is zagging, you're going to be caught off guard. This whole shotgun, I think, has run its course a little bit. Now, you need shotgun on certain downs, but I think under center, I think it's going to come back more because it opens up a play-action pass game. For example, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is under shock, is in shotgun way too much, and I've been screaming this for five years. The only play in football that the quarterback can block somebody on is a bootleg or a naked because somebody has to go out with them. So when Lamar Jackson fakes the outside zone and pivots around and comes over to the other side, if that end doesn't follow him around – Lamar could easily run a bootleg for 30 yards, right? So that, the defense has to account for him. So when you're in an eight-man front and that guy's running with Lamar, you're really in a seven-man front, okay? So when you're under center, that's a harder play to deal with. Then when you're in shotgun, there's really no boot action that you can get off of that's going to fake anybody out. So I, I think under center has to make more of a comeback. I really do. And what are we talking about? When you, what's the hardest thing? for quarterbacks to do is when I mentioned that one-third man, one-third zone, it's figuring out what the coverage is. And when you run hard play action like Kyle does or McVay does, it separates the defense, right? So there's no longer I'm reading cover seven, cover four. The defense has been separated because the linebackers pull in, and now I can either throw it to you or throw it to you. And it's an easier game to read. And I think you can only really do that when you're under center with hard play action. You know, what drove Al Davis crazy, he used to laugh at it all the time, is when people are in shotgun on third and 12 and they fake the handoff to the offset back. Like, who's biting on that? (laughs) It's third and 12. Like, who's doing that? Like, that's a coach that's just doing stuff to do stuff. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I was just going to say, one of the things that we had, Marquise Bell playing the hybrid safety role this year for the, the Cowboys where he came down, played a lot of linebackers, was a little lighter. And we've seen some of these faster, lighter linebackers and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think that that also is an area where people are going to start saying, hey, we're going to go back to the power run game because these linebackers are too small? I, I think that's exactly what should happen. And, you know, the, harder, the other thing, too, is nobody knows how to fit on two-back runs. Nobody knows how to really fit their run game against a running game that has a power run team. How do I fit, right? Everybody says, well, let's get an eight-man front we'll stop the run. Well, eight-man fronts are great on a blackboard, but they, you still have to hold your gap horizontally and vertically, right? So it becomes a lot harder situation. I, I think to me th- there is some of that. And these linebackers, the reason everybody's going light at linebacker, it's because they're trying to get more speed on the field to defend the RPO game, right? Why does Buffalo have a hard time playing in the playoffs against a power team? Buffalo's a nickel defense with linebackers that are mits, right? They're 220 pounds. So they give up all these yards running, and they get in a game like they did against New Think about it. Kansas City had the ball for 22 minutes, and they had 27 points. Wow. Right? And they averaged 7.7 yards a carry, uh, a play. Yeah. So, like, they're not big enough. But why, why is Buffalo get away with it? Buffalo gets the lead, and then it becomes a nickel game, and so they're perfectly situated. Right. But when they get in the middle of the ring and have to box, they can't do that. And so that's the challenge. The book is Football Done Right. He's Michael Lombardi. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's just really a, it's a little bit about the coaching trees. The, you know, it's funny. I, everybody asked me why I wrote the book. I think I, the, one of the reasons I wrote the book is what happened two weeks ago in Detroit. 30,000 people show up to watch – the Lions play, and they could have stayed at home. 
in comfortable chairs. They could have not paid $20 for a beer. But they wanted to be around other Lions fans. And I thought Fox missed a great opportunity to tell the story about why this is a great franchise. It's the history of the game. The Raiders' silver is from the Detroit Lions uniform, right? That's where it comes from. Al Davis saw that color, and he said, I'm going to put it to the Army Black Knights and make silver and black. The history of the game is really important. Like, this is a game this weekend where it's Bill Walsh's really – it's a testament to Bill Walsh. Andy Reid, West Coast. Mike Shanahan, West Coast. And we should honor that. And that's, now, Walsh is from the 49ers, obviously, but both teams were instrumental in their successes, the foundation of one of what I call the white oaks in the book, which are the, the coaches that started these coaching trees that everybody worked from. And Walsh, Paul Brown, Clark Shaughnessy, you know, um, uh, Sid Gilman, and Earl Red Blake, all those guys developed this within the league. So that's what I wanted to write about. And it's a, really it's a history book with the top 100 players in it. You have any new JFK material for Choppy? I do, I do. you gotta, you got to watch this Rush to Judgment documentary. It's incredible. They've got interviews with people. Mark Lane goes around, and it's all black and white. He was doing it back in the mm-hmm. 60s. Of course, nobody paid attention to right. it because, God forbid, you know, Lee Harvey was on the sixth floor. They you all mean Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. So it's really it, – that's outstanding. That's really good. So, I mean, I think what the good thing is is we're starting to get some people in the mainstream media to actually pay attention to it. The idiots that think Oswald was on the sixth floor, you know, they're slowly yeah. getting washed away. They're slowly getting washed away. I mean, if you stand there and tell me he was on the sixth floor, <laughs> you haven't read one book. I'm fascinated by it. I, mean, I keep seeing things about it. The, the – the autopsy, how they didn't even do one oh. in Dallas. They just they, the Secret Service basically just grabbed him and got I, him the heck out of there. I've been down this JD Tibbet rabbit hole forever, you know. And the uh, cop, the police the cop, officer, the police right, officer yeah. that they allege that Oswald killed, which he really didn't do. There's a really great book out. You only can buy it on eBay. It's called uh, Two Oswalds or, or Two uh, Harvey and Lee. It's called. And it, the, the researcher, Jack Armstrong, did an incredible job. You can only get it on eBay. It's, it's $80. It's, 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 um, it's the most researched thing I've ever seen. But there, is the, uh, there were two Oswalds at the Texas School Book Depo- at, the, uh, at the theater. One was in the balcony. One was on the floor. And one guy actually looked like I wasn't saying there were two Oswalds. There was two guys. But I think what people should do, and it's in this documentary, if you just wa- listen to, if you watch the video of when they say to Oswald, did you kill the president? He says, no, I didn't kill anybody. Have you been charged with it? No, no one's told me that. And then someone says to him, well, you've been charged with killing the president. And you look at his face and you watch his reaction. You will never think that Oswald killed the president. If you just watch that clip, you just know it. I mean, I've interviewed too many players to know that when I see their reaction to the question and when they give me an answer, I know what's the truth and what's not. And I don't care what anybody tells me. His reaction, he then figured out what happened he then figured out he was the patsy wow wow michael lombardi here in the a number one air hot seat before that you go you got any vegas hot spots for us i love sinatra's over at the win i don't know if you've ever been there it's great i mean it's a restaurant dedicated to them even the tablecloths are orange which is his favorite color so i, I love that place there's great steakhouse downtown at circa have you guys been to circa yet no but I need you've got to go to there. circa and it, you just got to go see stadium swim it's too cold to go out there it's the most incredible sports book you're ever going to go to and barry's the steakhouse down at the bottom of that is is really outstanding i, I recommend it to everybody those are my two spots here in town D- do but, you do you bet no, of course not. I never bet in my life. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even know what to do with a window, right? Like I, I spent my. <laughs> you work whole, on Beeson. Yeah, but I all I, I handicap games, and that's all I've ever done in my life. Is this team strong? This team's weak. This is how it's going to go. 
why to, are, why are to they, me, the yeah, strategy of the game, that's what I want to write about in my next book. It's, I think what we've lost in our sport is the understanding of how to be a strategist as opposed to a tactician. Michael, thank you so much, man. We love having you on and the Home of the Cowboys. Guys. Thank you, guys. Good luck. We'll tell Broadus you said what's up. Yeah. Michael Lombardi on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 